0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Let's check in with Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Quite an honor the other day, Kevin, talking about someone who is in the fold, and that's Jordan Walsh, but uh, ESPN's. Uh, Director of Recruiting, National Recruiting Director Paul Biancardi has named Jordan Walsh as the best two-way player in the nation for the 2022 class.
1: Yeah, and I think he made a wise choice. Uh, You know, as much as I've gotten to see Jordan play now, I I think he can defend at, at the high school level. He could defend all five positions and do it competently not because not out of need but because he can go and, and and defend so i mean i saw him you know switch out on on guards and using his length and quickness to, to wreak havoc on backcourt players he can defend wings fours and even fives at the high school level now we're going to see i think he's going to play that three four combo that eric mossman likes uh we've seen it guys like justin smith um you know, uh, Stanley and Moody last year. But I think, I think you know, Jordan Wallace fits that mold. I don't know that he'll be able to defend every big. I mean, he might get in trouble going up against guys that are in the vein of a Walker Kessler, um, you know, she-boy, he'll be back. Uh, but on the high school level, for sure, guys, he could defend all five positions and, and do it well. That is rare. You know, there are some good defenders out there. Case and Wallace out of Texas. Uh, was a, a, an excellent backcourt defender, but really couldn't guard as many positions as as Jordan. And then I think offensively, we're talking two-way player. That's offense defense. I thought he was underrated. You know, he's known as a as a you know a one-man fast break. He plays above the rim. He could take a defensive rebound and go the distance. Uh, but in the half-court setting, I thought he ne- he didn't quite get enough credit for his ability to put the ball in the deck, get by his man. Uh, and then if help came, he could finish through contact. He made some of the toughest baskets and one opportunities. Uh, that I that I've seen at that level, uh, because he's just determined to to not only get to the foul line but to get a get there with a made basket. Uh, you know his you know maybe some of the things offensively, uh, skill wise on the perimeter he's still a work in progress. But I think when you combine everything, I think that was the right call by Paul Biancardi, And I don't always agree with him, uh, but I definitely did on that one.
0: Is Walsh a finished product physically? I mean. He's a freak now Kevin but gosh I mean he looks like he's just a baby in his face is he through growing
1: I don't know if he's I don't know if he's gonna grow more but I think he's gonna add I think he's gonna add mass muscle mass and strength that's where I see his physical growth and then and then if, and, and if he's and if he grows anymore on top of that in terms of height that's just you know that's just gravy look he's got a 73 wingspan they, you know he's, he's listed six seven. Seven foot three wingspan, so he's got a leap, leap you know, fingertip-to-fingertip fingertip wingspan relative to his size, and then he's he's really, not only does he, not only does he get up off the floor with a, one of the best verticals, but he does it quickly. He's light off his feet, so I think you start looking at the physical attributes, it's part of why he succeeds, but I also think, again, I think he's underrated in some ways. Defensively, I think people realize how good he is. Offensively, I mentioned some of the things he can do. He's a good passer. He's a good passer for for a wing slash small four uh, power forward um, in, in multiple scenarios. Whether it's you know a fast break uh, in the half court, he reads situations well. I think where he's going to continue to develop are his decision making, handling the ball. He's got to get better with the handles and maybe get off the ball a little sooner sometimes uh, in processing the you know getting off the ball. I and mean, then, you know, he continues to work on his three-point shot. He's got a little bit of a dip there, but I've seen him get hot and go through several games where he's knocking down seems like everything. And uh, so, I you know, he'll look to get more consistent with his ball handling and shooting on the perimeter. But he's a guy that I think, you know, when you start looking at some of the mock drafts of ESPN, you know, he's picked in the most recent update on ESPN's 2023 mock draft just a year from now. If he's a one-and-done, they've got him projected going in the top 17 So or top 16 Uh, So, you know, um, he's got all the tools, but is he a finished product physically? I don't think so. Whether he grows or not, I don't know, but I think he's going to add good muscle mass and strength, uh, which will make him even more of a scary prospect as a defender because he'll be able to absorb contact and continue to play his game.
0: Wow. Uh, Let's talk to Roe. Roe, good
2: afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. How y'all doing on this rainy Tuesday? What's up, buddy? Uh, not much. Um, first of all, uh, I wanted to call in, um, and say it was really baseball. i I know Kevin is on right now. I want <laughs> to say one, one thing about baseball and then I want to, uh, I want to ask if I could uh, get a message out. If it was okay with you, Randy.
0: Absolutely. Ro.
2: Okay. First of all about baseball, uh, I think we just some of us need to temper our expectations and enjoy uh, what we see. Uh, we we all know what the issues were and we all know how long it's been going on. So things just change overnight, but anything is possible, Go Hawks. But um, what else I wanted to say was, um, I mean I'm in the coaching AAU now, Brandy and Kevin. I don't know if y'all knew that. I coach girls AAU uh, for the Lady Hawks and uh, I wanted to get the word out to people who may be wondering because I've run into people who don't really uh, necessarily know that AAU basketball is a possibility for, for young girls. So, uh, Sunday we'll be holding an open tryout at Christian Academy for girls grades uh, 1 through 6. It'll be at 2 p.m. This Sunday the 29th. And, uh... I uh, to, you broke uh, up, bro broke up out.
0: for you broke up for a second. The where, where, where will the tryouts be held?
2: Southwest Christian Academy. Southwest. Okay,
0: okay. Southwest yes. Christian two, Academy. Three. Two o'clock this Sunday.
2: Yes, sir. And what ages are involved, Row? Uh, first grade girls through sixth grade girls. Okay. uh It's, it's an open it's an open tryout.
0: So are we playing? 40 minutes
2: of hell or what? You know, that pressure is going to be ratcheted up. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily call it that in front of young girls, but <laughs> that pressure is going to be there.
0: <laughs> good, luck to oh, Ro, no, Co- Ro, good luck to you, Roe. Coach Roe, good luck to you. All right, y'all take it easy. Thank you, Coach. Um, <clears throat> It is that time of the year. Well, in fact, the um, uh, grassroots is already underway. And um, I guess the rest that we used to call AAU, is that kind of catching up, Kevin?
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's, you know, some people still refer to it as AAU. I call it grassroots now. Um, Yeah, I mean – you know kleenex tissue (laughs) it's all the same thing right so uh but yeah you've got april's your big month for your first live eval periods you had two of those in april uh you have multiple events through may none of its live evaluation june used to be a a basically um, a non-active month for grassroots because july is the big one that's for three live periods so june used to be sort of teams would go with their players would go with their high school teams and do these little high school camps. But now the national federation of high schools has put together two live eval periods during June. Now it's not grassroots. It is players, you know, they'll group some players like a few years ago, the first year they started doing this. I went to Kansas city with a group of Arkansas kids for team Arkansas from around the state. KK Robinson was the headliner. Bill self came into the gym to watch him play at the end of that event over the weekend in Kansas city, offered him that day, Arkansas extended a scholarship offer to KK about 15 minutes later on that Sunday. Um, uh, But so in June coaches will have a chance to go to these scholastic events. And then July, again. that's when you have your three live periods. Typically, you know, you've got your peach jam for Nike, the summer championships for Adidas Uh, under armor has its event. And then usually the, it all culminates, the, the, the third live period is typically most teams are going out to Las Vegas, sort of as the grand finale, where the different shoe circuits are playing really together. They're they're mingled into some of these events out there, um, and, and coaches are able to go out and see that live. And so, you know, some of that's been tweaked since COVID, but you know, this is probably going to be the year that mostly resembles how it was before COVID, because they've kind of had to the last couple of years, you know, streamline some stuff. But I think this year. They've done a great job in April. Like I said, a lot of events in May, coaches can't be there. And we're talking Division One, by the way. Most events, if you're Division Two, II, Division Three, NAIA, junior college, those coaches can go just about anywhere at any time to evaluate.
0: Give you this quick update uh, from Hoover, Alabama. They are still in a weather delay. The Florida-South Carolina game has yet to start. And there has not been a time that they are even estimating when it might possibly start, which, again, continues to threaten, uh, I guess that would be the right word, but what time Arkansas, Alabama, uh, what time Arkansas, Alabama may play tomorrow. So uh, we'll try to keep you up to date on that. Is the next, it was Jordan Walsh, Anthony Black. Those were the names must have, it seemed like every day somebody wanted to know about Anthony Black or someone wanted to know about Jordan Walsh. Is Ron Holland, is he that next name? We'll let you answer that, Kevin, when we return from the break. Rick Schaefer, Marcus Elliott. I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rich shape for Marcus Elliott. I'm Randy Rainwater. Joined again by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net, Ron Holland. Is this the name for twenty
1: twenty three, Kevin? Well, he, well, he's one of them. Especially when you're looking at the Texas recruiting. Our, Arkansas has really, really put an emphasis on Texas. I mean, we know they do in Arkansas. We know they're they're putting that wide net out around the country. But Texas lately, I mean, not just because it's paid off with Jordan Walsh and Anthony Black, but you look at Ron Holland, top five, according to ESPN, five-star, class of 2023, 6'8 forward. Got to monitor his play this weekend, had a double-double in a game against one of the, the, you know, in a grassroots event down in DFW. Um, You know, at 6'8", very athletic, strong. He's taking an official visit to Arkansas June 9th through 11th. Um, he, he's going to follow it up. He announced today that he's going to visit Kentucky the weekend, just following that that, that midweek visit to Arkansas. And um, he's already visited UCLA. So he's a guy that Arkansas has been recruiting for a while. I just had an article about him on hogville.net last week that I wrote and talked at length with his mom, and they're very impressed with Arkansas's coaching staff. They love the fan base. They're really big believers in the way that Arkansas, you know, sells its program not only the way that a player fits, but talking about things like accountability and growth and development, obviously the NBA experience. But there's a lot of, lot of buttons that Arkansas pushes with these recruits, and you see it paying off in the recruiting rankings. But you're saying, Ron Holland, it's not just that he's a five-star. That's we, We've seen Arkansas not having success with that. It's another guy from that Dallas-Fort Worth area. And there's Chris Johnson knocking on the door, five-star status, a 6'5 guy. He's going to visit Arkansas in the fall. The Hogs are, are one of the top, one of the two teams recruiting him the hardest. I'd say Arkansas is in the top three or four right now for Ron Holland. Uh, you know, Then we talk about Leighton Blocker. He'll actually be the first right now that's scheduled, the first official visitor June 6th through 8th. Uh, he's ranked 28th by ESPN. He's not far from five-star status now. He's from Little Rock. We talk about him a lot. Plays last season at Sunrise Christian Academy, number one ranked in, in the country most of the season. Um, 6'2 guard and uh, point guard. Uh, but I think Arkansas in great shape, not just because of the su- success they've had in recruiting. Once you get a hot name like that on the recruiting trail, you can kind of parlay that and it snowballs, but then you get the results on the court to back it up. I think Arkansas in a great spot. Uh, but that, one of the things I'm going to say about Ron Holland that I really like when we start talking about 6'8", he can step out and knock down some threes as well. We see more and more. That these guys that are they call power forwards, we really need to they're more hybrid now because a lot of these guys are can excel and be more than just competent facing the basket all the way out to the three point line. So he brings a little bit more than just that athleticism above the rim, he certainly has all of that. Uh, but a guy that's really learning how to extend his game and stretch it beyond the three point line.
0: Let's check in with a uh, super fan, better known as Ron. Ron, good afternoon.
3: Good afternoon, guys. Hey, uh, Kevin, uh, today is the 24th, I guess, and uh, I guess June 1st is the cutoff. When do you think we're going to hear uh, from Jalen? Uh, you know, maybe, uh, I mean, will he wait to the very end, or what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm just not, I'm really not sure about that announcement. I know that he's meeting with teams, on, you know, after the combine. He was, he was It was Atlanta first, Dallas Mavericks are next. Uh, there'll be some other ones. He's already he, he actually visited and worked out with the team, and that I won't say on the air, uh, but just prior to the combine. So he's got some stuff lined up. Uh, the fact that he only played one game out of the two that he could have played, you know, he had a second day that he didn't play, told me a lot. It told me that, he, that there must be something about his draft status, whether it's the number of, visits that he lined up or team saying we've seen enough we want you in. we're looking at you for this pick you know there must be a range of picks that he's hearing that makes him comfortable enough to to feel like he didn't need to perform in another game he did well enough in one one outing and then we now we're seeing the fact that he is out there uh going on some of these workouts and meeting with teams you you, you know with with the hawks that was the one yesterday uh they've got the 16th and 44th picks but they bring in multiple players so you know, they'll, some of these teams he might do individual with. Some of them he might come in with a group. But to answer your question, as long as that's going on, until he hears maybe that final thing that pushes him over the edge to say, I'm staying in the draft, um, then, then we're probably not going to hear anything. He could already be there, and there's other reasons why he hasn't announced it. He could already be at a point where he knows he's not coming back. Um, and so I don't know if it's anything that helps him with leverage. You know, I look, I'll stay in the draft only if I can get this guaranteed. Uh, so he may be right. using it as a, you know, as a as a, 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 a part of his game plan to secure, you know, maybe a draft guarantee that that's to his liking. Okay, uh, a buddy of
3: mine who's up in Northwest Arkansas, Oklahoma area, listens to all the, you know, the Northwest Arkansas, the Oklahoma, you know, talk, sports talk, and all that. They were saying in the last few days, not today, but I guess. Couple of days prior, that he was—they were saying they expect him to come back to Arkansas from everything they've been hearing. Okay, and uh, you know, uh, if you had—I mean, I don't want to—I don't know if you can say it, whatever. But if you, what do you think? If you had to pick uh, right now, is he coming back? In your opinion, oh, yeah. I know it's hard to say. him down. Hit
1: him
3: down. <laughs> him
1: down. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, so, I'll, 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 I think
3: he's going to stay in the. I I don't think he's getting drafted. Uh, everywhere I've uh, seen, uh, how many total picks are they, Kevin, first two rounds?
1: There's 58 this year. You had a couple of – there's usually 60, but, but you had a couple yeah. of teams in some tampering stuff that, that lost picks. Milwaukee and I. Vacate. Right. Well, had
0: to vacate those spots.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to so there's 58 out picks this year.
3: <laughs> right. I, I don't think he's getting drafted. I mean, I wish he was, you know, kind of. Uh, not really, because I want him back at Arkansas. But uh, I don't think he's getting drafted. I think from everything, you know, this you know this guy's usually pretty good on things that he hears. Uh, I think he's coming back, and I think he's going to make Arkansas a happy state when he announces, because he is the most popular player on that campus. And um, I think, Kevin, he would have already said, you know, if he wasn't uh, for sure coming back, I think he would have done announced it. You know,
1: so –
2: well, uh, I really you've got coming. players every
1: day right now announcing that they're coming back. Bay- Baylor Shireman, the, the young man that, that transferred right. out of South Dakota State, just announced he's coming back, and he of course committed to Creighton. So you're going to see that, and, I, and I'm not 100% ruling that out. I just my my thought is he's going to stay in, um, but until he formally hires an agent and makes that announcement, you know, he, he can do whatever he wants. If he wants to go back to school, uh, that's on the table. And, um, you know, so we'll yeah. see how it goes. I just think I, – I, I think if he, you don't have to be – you could even go in the middle, to late second round. If you get a guarantee and you trust that guarantee to get a guarantee contract, uh, it, it, it may be worth it for him to stay in, but that'll be a t- determination he and his family makes. But if
3: you – well, I, I totally understand all that. But if you're not going to get drafted, and, uh, I mean, I've looked at seven out of ten places doesn't have his name in the in the two rounds, you know. Uh then you don't then you come back to college in my opinion. You know, I mean I, yeah, so, I mean you, you come back ne- you come back next year, Kevin, and do well get in the final four or whatever, make a great run, you're gonna get drafted in the first round probably. So uh that that's just what I, I Hey,
0: think. hey Ron yeah. ha- have you ever watched yeah. have you ever watched any of these NBA drafts?
3: Oh yeah, many of them. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So every year I sit there and watch, and I wonder, where did this guy come from? I thought this guy was supposed to have been selected in the second round. So, I mean, what we think we are hearing from our so-called experts, and I'm not playing down what you're saying. I'm just simply saying all the years I've watched the NBA draft, I don't know that anybody can accurately predict maybe even the top spot 100% because there's even debate right. this year on who's number one. And then you take it on down to beyond number 25 or maybe even the, the first 30. Who knows? So yeah. I'm not ruling anything but, out. It's it's what he's going to be uh, hearing from those teams that's going to make the difference.
3: Right. Randy, uh, I guarantee if Thurman, you Scotty know, Thurman. That's a long time ago, and I know things have changed but I guarantee if he had that chance to change his mind, he would have come back to Arkansas and played another year and probably got drafted. i sit there and watch into our
0: draft in disbelief that he wouldn't be selected after what all we had heard. Thank you, Ron. Got to run. Kevin, we will talk with you later this week. Actually, on Thursday. Thanks, guys. All right, buddy. That is Kevin McPherson, better noise. Hoop, scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net.